Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike, and I got my linemate Matt with me. And today we're going to go over some Blackhawks news and some uh, some NHL news, some rumors, and you know, kind of what we think is how things are going to play out. So, obviously, everybody knows the draft is this week. It's June 28th. For it's what say Saturday when we're recording this. So uh, four days away. Cannot wait. I can't wait to get this over with to uh, make Bedard uh, official, you know, unless something freaking crazy happens. You know, if you go to the Blackhawks website, you can order his jersey now and they'll ship it after they confirm what number he's going to wear and uh, and all that stuff. And and the name on the jersey, too. So, I, I mean, I have to put that out there. What do you think? You know? 98 or 16? Uh, I'm going to go with 16. I wonder why, like, um, yeah, he, he wore a different jersey in Team Canada, right? And then... Right. Ah, oh, yeah, you got to be patient with that one. I'm going to be really patient. Definitely going to get one. Yeah. Definitely going to get one, though. Yeah. I think I might have to put my order in, man. I, I, I think 98's cool, man. It's it's different. I, uh, I think it's cool. I hate it. I, it. I hate it because it just... I think it just looks terrible, you know? Like, 99 looks good. You know, say like a number like 73, you know, that, that looks terrible. Yeah, I agree. Is anybody, do you know anyone who wears 73? Tyler Toffoli, right? I have no idea. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, I have to, I have to stop you right here because I said Tyler Toffoli. I just yeah. literally opened up a, a rumor. The Hawks are interested in Tyler Toffoli. Oh, <laughs> so gosh. I got to I got to bring that up before I forget. But hey, I'm not a fan. Two time cup champ, you know. Need some cash yeah. space, you know. Could you could be all right here, but I guess I mean we're going to get into that in, in in a couple minutes, anyways. You know, uh, but uh, be, let, let's close out this number this number debate. Um, I just as long as it's you know, I, I actually I might have to hold off on my order because if it is ninety eight, I don't know if I'll be able to wear the jersey. I like it, dude. It's 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 almost oh, like Cater. You don't see a lot of eighty eights. It's just him and Lindros. You know. And yeah, him, Lindros, and who else wears 88? There's one more person. Uh, that Vasilevsky. Does. Yeah. It's a yeah, weird goalie number, man. Very yeah, weird. It is. Yeah, Tyler Toffoli, number 73. God, yeah. I'm good. Brutal. <laughs> yeah. Brutal, man. Yeah, I I don't um I don't think 90. I, like when Ronick went to um to the Coyotes and he was wearing 97, I was like, why? 97 is actually a pretty decent looking number. Was that the year he was traded? But, was it? Yeah. Was it, yeah, maybe. That's still weird. I love 27. He, Loved it. He wore he wore 97 for the Flyers too, didn't he? Yes, he, he did. He never went back to 27, I don't think. Right. That's I I if I can interview him, I'd love to ask him why. Yeah, that's really weird. I I love 27. I love 27's him. not a like not a common number. What if Bedard wears number 7, dude? <laughs> oh, Chelly and Siebs are going to be pissed. What if he? What if he comes in? And it's like, yeah, I want to wear. I want to wear number seven. I want to wear number nine. Can you take Bobby Hall's thing down? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, if you remember Taves, they they were when they drafted him. They asked him who your favorite player was, and he's like, oh, I loved uh, Stevie Y growing up, and right, I, my number's always been number nine though. And the interviewer's like. Yeah, Bobby Hall wore number nine here. It's retired. He goes, well, well, there goes that. <laughs> he, he he didn't even know about it. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, I wonder. Um, yeah, I'm just curious. You know, like 
you know, what, what, what he's going to want to wear. Um, especially some of the, I mean, we have some retired numbers, I guess, but, and, and obviously we have some players that say, uh, 19 and 88 are obviously off limits. They should be yep, number two. two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, we'll see, man. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking he's going to go at 16. I hope that he does. I th- then again, you know, like 98 is kind of his thing, you know, seeing him. And I, I mean, I don't know another player that's worn 98. Do you? No, no. That's why I think it's cool. It's unique. It's kind of like Connor sure. McDavid. Isn't he 97? 97. Yeah. I've never seen, you don't like, like Ronick was the only other guy I've remembered to wear 97. And it's what about 96? Even Sid, man, 86, 87. You know, I've never seen an 87. Yeah, I mean, that's a cool-looking number, though. Yeah, yeah. He's- 89's a cool-looking number. When when I say Sam number 89, Gagne. who do you think of? You think of Sam Gagne? I think he was the only guy I know would wear number 89, yeah. What about the... the uh, what, what about one of the best right wings of all time, Alexander Mogilny? See, I, I really don't remember that guy. That's how crazy it is. Wow. But, and I look at his numbers. Why he's not in the Hall of Fame class is insane. With incredible Rick. insane right he was a he was a stud man in like every year just uh i i don't know what it is they they, they have a certain agenda these guys they don't want anything to do with guy with uh, russian ties or ronick's outspokenness sometimes it's the truth and over the top some people can't handle the truth but i don't know it's crazy you, you know you see like guys like henrik lundquist getting in uh, yeah. Even Paul Korea, and you yeah. can't give Alexander Mogilny and Jeremy Roenick a nod. Get out of here! How can how can Beret be in and Mogilny not? And Steve Larmer, the guy had the and, Iron and, Man. Strip. Yeah, you you got to be kidding me! It's just there's a certain. I, I think Steve Larmer has better numbers than Mogilny uh, than Beret does, doesn't he? I believe so. And Jeremy Roenick has Mugilny. better numbers than Paul Korea and Eric Lindros. Right. And and obviously Mogilny has better numbers than Beret. Yep. And and he's won he won two cups. Alexander Mogilny. Yeah. yeah. I, I I'm, I'm pretty sure won. he won two. Korea's never won. Um, I Lundqvist never won. Lundqvist has never won. Yes, he was a very good goalie. Uh, the Rangers fans will say, "Oh, he's the best goalie of all time." He's not. I think Mike Richter was your last really good goalie, and I think. That yeah. guy's a Hall of Famer. He won the cup. He got the job done. And I, I would debate anyone. I think Richter was a better goalie than, uh, you know, Hendrik Lundqvist. I think this yeah. guy stood on his head that year. The, the whole story was Messier. Mark Messier. Mark Messier. Yeah, it was. You forget about freaking Mike Richter. This dude was robbing Bure, uh, Pavel Bure. Huge yeah, he was. stops, man, at the biggest moments. And, he was a very underrated American goalie too, and guy was good, man. Murray was on fire. Yeah, he was on fire. Was on. At that was a game too. seven victory, right? They yeah, were one win. Vancouver was one win away. This guy just absolutely stood on his head. Very, very good goalie for the Rangers for a long time. So Matt thinks it's gonna be ninety eight. I'll go at sixteen. Um, Marcus Kruger's gonna be pissed though. Yeah, he is, man. And you know what, dude? Marcus Kruger, he came in to be one thing and completely turned his game around and became something else. Yeah, very good. Very good penalty killer, man. Very underrated. Yeah. I think they held on to him a little too long. That was the only issue I had. Uh, they uh, okay. had to know when to say, hey, this, this guy's, he's done. 
and they ended up bringing yeah. him back for the reunion show like they do with a lot of guys, like Bowman did. Uh, yeah. Another good number 16, dude, Radim Verbata. Remember him? Mm. Yeah. Very good with Marty Havlat. I think he was on a line with Havlat and Hanzus. You remember wow. the first the first go that around. was when Hans's first his first, first go around, around right? and he only played seven games, <laughs> but they both got seven <laughs> points. Flat <laughs> and Hanses. wow, uh, those were the dark ages, though. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but I'm gonna go 98, dude. I think 98. Okay. Uh, it's unique. It's it's kind of like, hey, I'm I'm my own guy here. I'm going with my own number, and I I, I think that fits uh, Bedard coming in. I agree. So. We're obviously we're gonna have some free agents going on, you know, this year. In the twenty four, I think twenty five in in twenty twenty four and twenty twenty five, the free agent classes are supposed to be really good. So I don't I'm not expecting Davidson to really make any big moves this year. But one name that I saw today, I think it was Hawks Insider, was Eric Carlson for Seth Jones. <laughs> Yeah, I, I saw that too. So, so here's here's something to think about. Okay, uh, you know Seth Jones obviously has has significantly longer term than Eric Carlson. Okay, but Eric Carlson's only got three years left on his deal at eleven million on a team that is trying to get to the cap floor. You know, do you think that that would be a bad move? Uh well, you know how I feel about this guy. I let everybody uh, yeah. I let everybody I know know how I feel about him. <laughs> yeah. Uh for a young team coming up, young defenseman, most like I mean, this is not a guy you want to learn from. And I'm not saying that to be mean, but you need to learn how to play good in your own zone. This guy does not play good in his own zone. I know it's just a money deal, but I think it could hurt some defensemen, especially his partner. I feel bad for that guy because yeah. Carlson would not play defense at all, and you're going to throw a young kid. You know what? I'd even feel bad if it was Connor Murphy. Right? Yeah. He, he doesn't play the best defense, and he gets lost in his own zone a lot. And that's that's without Eric Carlson. So... I would, that's what I would be concerned about. The, the, and the, the swap for Jones. I'm a, I'm a Jones fan, dude. I, I like him. Yes. The money, 9 million a year. It's, it's, it's not bad. You know, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. We're, we need to sign to get, uh, you know, above the basement. To get to the floor. Yeah. yeah. So I don't understand that one. I, I, I Jones has a no trade clause. So Jones, right. if I'm going to get traded, it's like, Hey, you're going to send me to a team that's going to contend. You're not going to send me back. Like, I know the Hawks were rebuilding. Now I'm starting over <laughs> yeah. even more. Yeah, cool. Yeah. California, the weather's cool. But, dude, the team's going to blow. So, right. I would, if I'm Jones, I'm... And they're not getting Connor Bedard. Yeah. And they're not getting Connor Bedard. Getting Bedard. So, if anything, J- Jones is probably... He's going to be happy when they call Connor Bedard's name. Because mm-hmm. his numbers, I think, are going to get better. Because when you surround him with good talent... He's he's good. Like his last good season in uh, Columbus, that's when Panarin, um, Atkinson, those guys were lighting it up, and he was yeah. him and Warinsky, dude. They they were awesome. 
And now Bedard, you're going to get some young guys that are going to be putting up points. And Jones is going to be, you know, he's going to be a special teams guy. He's going to be on the ice for the power play. So his numbers are going to go up a lot. So right. with Carlson, the the contract man, the thirteen million a year for three years, yeah, you you might need it, but he just doesn't play defense for me, dude. I think it, I think it's gonna hurt. His plus minus is gonna be crappy. He'll put up the points. It, it could be like an NHL, EA Sports like thing. Like, yeah, I'm gonna put Carlson back there and just keep feeding Bedard the puck and get a ton of assists. But I mean, I, I want Korchinski and Nolan Allen and. You know, all these guys right. being responsible. And I think this is not a good role model. Right. So that That's just my my take on it. But not, nothing against Carlson. He's probably going to win the Norris Trophy, which is just about getting a lot of points as a defenseman. Right. But, I mean, still, it's not. It doesn't mean you're a really good defenseman. It means you're just, you're, you're playing back and you're putting up points. That's, that's all it is to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I and at least my take is I think you trade one problem for another. You know, like after Carlson's gone, you know, I wonder what the defense is going to look like if if this trade were to happen. You know, um, yeah, just a rumor. Seth Jones, Seth Jones, the nine point five million that he makes is inconsequential to the Blackhawks because. Uh, you know, they're a, a rebuilding team and they're trying to get to the cap basement, to be honest with you. So yeah. You're, what are you, you know, any, anybody yeah. who has anybody who wants to talk about his contract, it's null and void on, on that, you know, alone. Um, I think I say we keep Jones uh, as long as he wants to stay, man. You know, I think he's going to want to stay because, you know, Bedard, Bedard coming in, there's going to be other players that want to play with him, especially coming in 2024 and 2025. As I mentioned earlier, the draft class, I mean, the, uh, Free agent classes are supposed to be really good. So if the Blackhawks are still retooling, say we get a, a, a we sign a free agent that we could trade at the deadline because the Blackhawks aren't exactly competing and get a couple more draft picks, you know, th- I think that works. Yeah. You know, I don't think that the Blackhawks are going to be as bad as they were last season getting a number one pick, but I don't think that they're going to be great. I think that there's going to be some learning, 500. you know, yeah. like a, a, a definitely a learning curve for a lot of young players are going to be coming up kind of like the devils a few years ago. You know, you had a lot of young kids playing and they were dog shit. And I think it's going to be a little bit of the same story for the Blackhawks. And next summer they sign a couple guys. And next thing you know, it's like, okay, let's, uh, let's give it a shot. Let's try to make the playoffs. You know, who knows? Maybe they do make the playoffs in that um, you know that that 2024 that 2020 that 24 25 season then they go then they go in and they get that big splash for that one guy that puts the uh puts the roster over the top so well, i got a prediction along with man. some smart drafting go ahead i got a prediction with seth jones i think he's going to have go great numbers and i think he's going to draw attention at the deadline just because of Connor Bedard. i i truly believe yeah. it I, and say he's Say at the deadline, he's at like 55 points, 60 points. Right. Wow. Somebody like a team like Dallas that needs a good puck moving defenseman that, you know, so so in his own his own end might say, hey, we we need a guy like this. And we, we wanted to pursue him that year, but Chicago outbid us. Maybe, you know, Dallas was close last year, dude. They got a young, you know. Jason Robertson, Rupe Hints, and Jake Ottinger. Their their other guys are aging out. They might want to swap 
you know, like say a Tyler Sagan for a Seth Jones. You know what I'm saying? Mm, like, a, like yeah. kind of like your Carlson, the Carlson rumor. Right. And like, right. hey, okay, we'll take Sagan's contract off the books for you. And we only got two more years left with it. You could take Jones and the, the rest of the long term. And they're happy. Up. Like that that's a right. team that I think should pursue a Seth Jones because their their defense was kind of weak in the, the playoffs. It was. But hey, that couldn't happen. And also and also Robertson wasn't scoring. Yeah. Yeah. He uh the inexperience in the playoffs showed. Yeah. But he had Big a great time. season and he's he's only gonna get better, man. He's gonna get better. Yeah. So Milan Lucic and Max Domi are also linked to the Blackhawks. I think that Domi's kind of a done deal, to be honest with you. I think that he wants to come back. He liked it here. Uh, he, he enjoyed the experience. I think that he's one of Davidson got, Davidson's guys, too. And um, Milan Lucic, you know, he uh, you know, is essentially was sort of a protector for, uh, for uh, Connor, Connor McDavid at one point. Yeah, I, I like it, man. If if you can overpay him too for a year or two, yeah, give him five four million dollars a year, make him happy, and we're you know we're kind of getting above that basement a little bit. And hey, maybe he's having a good season, putting up some decent numbers, and we get like a second third round pick for him at the the deadline, even cracking some skulls. And hey, if you're Connor Bedard and you got freaking Big Lucic on your line. You're gonna feel a little bit more confident out there. I don't think that. I think the that the memo is going to be out. Um, massive penalties for um, for hurting Bedard. <laughs> well, if you got a guy like Domi, you know he's fearless. He'll go after anybody. Oh, yeah. And then you got a guy yeah, like Lucic. Um, that guy will put you through the glass and make you pay. And absolutely. I, you know, I like. I loved him on Boston, dude. It was uh, that series we played against him. I, you know, um, I had to hate him because I'm a Hawks fan. But when he played Vancouver right. that season, and that was the yeah. 2011 final, Boston won. He was a monster, just yeah, going after was. Burroughs, going after Kessler, the Sedins, and those oh, guys. Yeah. They live for that that agitation hockey. And oh right. man, I loved it. I'd be it'd be great if if they can end up getting uh, Lucic. What about you know someone I want to talk about is Ryan O'Reilly. You know, the Blackhawks are without a captain. I hear that he's looking for somewhere around the range of $6.25 million for three years. Clearly, that outprices him for Toronto. Um, you know, Ryan, I'm going to get paid O'Reilly, uh, <laughs> wants either three years at six point two five or or uh, four years at $25 million. Now, I think that's right up the Blackhawks. I think that's right up their alley. He brings leadership. He's a... He's a great center, and I think that he could mentor. He could mentor Bedard. Well, at that dollar figure, man, I'm I'm really big on that. And yeah. the leadership alone, and the style of his center, like his two way game. If Connor Bedard can learn that, he'd be the biggest superstar in hockey history. Being a two way yeah. guy and putting up big numbers, man, it's always one or the other. You know, like Bergeron, he. He's such a great defensive center. He didn't really, you know, he never put in 50 goals and, you know, he didn't do that. But right. having a complete player like that would be insane. And it'd be like Steve Eisenman. Oh, God, man. That would be phenomenal. It, you know, I'd, I'd be I'd be okay with Ryan O'Reilly, but who knows what his situation is? I, I'm sure, you know, I know he's got cups. 
you know, he might want to get, he'd get paid here, I think, you know, he'd get probably a little bit more money, but some sometimes those guys get a taste of it, you know, and they just want to keep pl- being in playoff hockey, and he's going to have to accept he's it not, might not be playoff hockey for two years in his deal. So, I, Yeah, I, I don't think he's one of those guys. He's one of those guys who just wants his money. He wants to get paid. Yeah. He's already won a cup. That's true, because he, wants he to did get sign paid. with Buffalo, you know? Right. Yeah. Right, he just wants to get paid. He went from Colorado to Buffalo. Yeah, then when he got to St. Louis, he really, uh, I think he, his attitude changed a little bit. You know, they got a bigger yeah. role, and man, he was awesome that playoff year when they won the Cup. He was. He was really good last year, too, for Toronto. Like, that, he was. That guy was good, and I, I've always been a fan of him. I love that that Selkie-like guy. I, I always root for him, any of those guys. I think he, I think that he would be, and you know what, to be honest with you, they can give him the C. <laughs> Probably, man. Probably, but I, I think a guy like, I honestly, I don't think the Hawks are going to give a guy a C for the first couple of yeah. years now, but Seth Jones would be a good captain. And everybody you else says so? Connor Murphy, but I always see Connor Murphy's uh, names in the trade dead, in the trade rumors. So yeah. don't throw a C on a, a guy just to throw a C. I mean, you, you want him to be right. there for a while. And I know we just said that, hey, maybe Jones is going to get traded to Dallas. It's something that you got to consider. You don't want to give a guy a C and end up, you know, traded him, but I, I think I'd rather let it grow with a guy, whether it's Bedard, uh, Korchinski, Nolan Allen, any of those guys. Right. So I gotta let everybody know that to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. This code THPN is only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-THE-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gambling helpline M at dot org. In New York, call one eight seven seven eight Hope NY or text Hope NY four six seven three six nine. In Kansas, call one eight hundred five two two forty seven hundred. On behalf of both Boothill Casino and Resort Kansas, twenty one plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. It's state specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus best Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms. Now, moving on, man. Johansson was traded to the Avalanche by the Predators for, I can't, I have a hell of a time saying this guy's name. Galchenyuk. <laughs> yeah. Galchenyuk. <laughs> he's, he was, he's a former uh, number three pick, isn't he? Ryan Johansson or Galch? I th- I actually now that I think about it, aren't they both? Uh yeah, 2010 Columbus drafted um Ryan Johansson, Johansson first round, fourth overall pick. Yeah. Okay. I thought he was number three. No, fourth overall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. I'm 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 saying I thought that he was number three. Oh. But wasn't uh Gal- Galchenyuk was number three, wasn't he? Uh I don't know. Wasn't he drafted by the Maple Leafs? Let me look I, into I think it. Hold he on a was. Uh, well, this is a weird one to me, man. I, second line center, he his numbers haven't been that great. I mean, last year, I guess you could say it was a decent year. Uh, 67 games played, 19 yeah, goals, was. 35 assists, plus 8. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I'm sure he's happy to get out of Nashville and go to a team that, you know, likes to score goals. Wow, look at this uh look at this draft, man. Twenty twelve, number one, Nail Yakupov. I remember that. Eesh. 
man, he sucked. Yeah. Um, Ryan Murray, Columbus. I don't even know. He's played 445 games. Didn't see much of him. Uh, and then Alex uh, Galchenyuk for Montreal. Wow. Oh, yeah, the Habs did. And then he went to Toronto, I think. He was traded to Toronto. I don't remember. He's kind of jumped Morgan around the Riley. Canadian market. Yeah, Morgan Riley went number five to Toronto. Oh, Matt sh- Hapus Lindholm to Anaheim. Matt Dumba to Minnesota. Cup. Derek Puglio to Pittsburgh. Jacob Truba to Winnipeg. Wow, a lot of misses down there. <laughs> wow, dude, Slater Cuckoo was number 10. Blackhawks? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I remember. He Slater went- Cuckoo was number 10. He, he got drafted by Tampa. He ended up going back to Tampa, no? I don't oh, remember. Wow. I don't know Slater where he's Cuckoo. at now. Yeah, I remember him. That didn't work out here. <laughs> I thought he was okay. Yeah. Just the wrong, Tom Wilson? wrong time. That's a, always the wrong time. Oh, yeah, that was that was Toivo's. Uh, that was his. Oh, thirtieth, right? Tevu. No, to- Toivo went eighteenth. Eighteenth, okay. Yeah, Malcolm Subban, number twenty-four. Wow, Boston, right? Uh yeah. yeah, Boston. They they gave up on him. They knew. They did. Yeah. They sent him to uh, Vegas. Vegas, and then Vegas sent him to us. Right, yeah. and that was it. Thanks. No, th- didn't he go back to Boston and sing, and then that was it? He went back to Buffalo. Buffalo. Buffalo yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, wow. Vegas. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, um, Johansson, man. I mean, this guy. I'm surprised that he's kind of bounced around because he's been pretty, pretty reliable. Yeah, 54 points last year, and uh, what was that? 67 games played. I mean, his his numbers aren't bad. It just when you get you play on two teams that aren't known for scoring goals, you're it's kind of it's kind of a tough spot for you, right? His he's making well, a lot of money, man. He's making eight million dollars a year too, and I can't I can't remember if uh, Columbus paid him that or Nashville, but man, that's a lot of money for him. Yeah, Jacob Slavin went fourth in that uh, in that. Oh, he was, oh, that's right. Dude, okay, so here's that's the right. trade. Ryan Johansson for Seth Jones. That was the trade back really? on January 6th, 2016. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's something I, remember I that forgot. Now. And they, they, they ran into each other at the they airport. Did. They took a picture together. That's pretty cool, actually. It was like, hey, good luck over there. I'm going, I'll take your spot. <laughs> Let's switch it up. Wow. I can't believe the Preds traded him because Seth Jones, man, they he had a l- lot of potential to be a number one there i think and they gave up yeah on him. They, i agree and they ended up getting rid of weber you know that's, yeah that's they crazy. well and Suter. they came up he came up he came with weber and Suter. man can, imagine trading those three guys and they're yeah. still playing and well weber's finally done but weber was a good defenseman yeah he was i said gary Suter. no ryan Suter, uncle gary but <laughs> Ryan Suter, he was good with Dallas last year. He's he's just a he's just plays defense. Like I mean, he's not flashy or anything, but he's he's still in the league. It's crazy. You know, here's is Vinny Henestrosa still in the I league? Think he's with Buffalo, man. Yeah, I think he's with Buffalo. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I thought that I'm he a had a. Him, man. I, yeah, I was a, too. I thought that he played kid, really hard. Hardworking kid from Chicago. I like that. Yeah. All right, so let's go over the 2023 NHL Awards finalists. Interesting. I wanted to, uh, I'm glad that you brought this up. So for the Hart Trophy, they've got, and, and predictions, for the Hart Trophy, they've got Connor McDavid, 
from Edmonton, David Pasternak from Boston, and Matthew Kachuk for the Panthers. Now, obviously, it's a, you can make a case for, for all three. I think Boston still would have been a winning team without David Pasternak, but they wouldn't have been annihilating everybody the way that they were. Edmonton, um, now, now here's where it gets tricky. With Edmonton, can they win without Connor McDavid? No, they can't. And I think that's the difference between McDavid and uh, and Pasta. Now look at Matthew Kachuk on the, on on throwing that in there. Matthew Kachuk took took his team to the Stanley Cup Finals, which is a lot further than Connor McDavid's ever done. And I think that he is the big the bigger um, factor in his team because the Panthers were a president's trophy winning team. They had a great team and they couldn't get it done. They traded one of their biggest pieces, brought another guy in and he got them to, you know, essentially the, the final dance. Connor McDavid, on the other hand, he's had a team built around him and can't get the job done. What do you think, man? I I think Kachuk. Your your last statement made it very easy for me to say Matthew Chuck is the MVP. Everything you said was dead on the nuts. If you take Matthew Kachuk away from the Panthers, they are in the running for Connor Bedard. That's how bad they'd be. <laughs> so, Pasta, 60 goals this year, 110, 100 whatever, 9 points. Great season. Unbelievable season for Boston. But Boston was like 70 and 10, you know? Uh, right. I think Boston is going to be good no matter what. They're just built good. Nothing against Pasta. Right. That that was an MVP like season. Connor is going to get two hundred million points a year, and yeah, good. For, it, it's kind of like what's like when are you going to get eliminated? Round one or two? You know. Right. So I'm giving it to Matthew Kachuk just because of the season play too, and right. the playoff play. Like he was the story of the whole playoffs. Playing hurt, playing like a maniac, scoring big OT goals. And you know, and even at the beginning of the season, the, the he was he was the off season story, the big trade. He doesn't want to play in Calgary anymore. He gets traded for Huberdeau, ends up signing, and then has this great season his first year there. And absolutely, he's he's the MVP for me for the playoffs and the regular season. I know he didn't get the MVP because they were the losing team, but for me, MVP playoffs, MVP season, Hart Trophy. Easy choice, Matthew Kachuk. Now onto the Norris Trophy, which is I, I would think maybe probably one of the most controversial um, awards now because you have people on two sides of the aisle. You got the the people that talk about the defensive aspects of the game, and you got the people talking about the offensive aspects of the game for the position. Now, personally. I favor more defensive guys because it's supposed to be a defensive award. The three nominees they have are Adam Fox, Eric Carlson, and Kale McCarr. Now, obviously, um, these are three guys. The first thing that you think about, you don't think defense. Um, Eric Carlson put up an absolute ton of numbers, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, pull that up, Matt. Yeah, Eric, I got it. Is Eric, Eric Carlson had 82 games played. 25 goals, very impressive for a defenseman. Very impressive. 76 assists, 101 points, minus 26. Wow. So he's a minus 26, meaning that 
he's a defensive liability out there. Yeah. And when we're giving an award, a defensive award to somebody, I don't think that if you're a defensive liability, no matter how many that's, points you put up, defense. yes, <laughs> it doesn't mean that that you that you apply. Now, Adam Fox and Kale McCarr, on the other hand, are I think are two different stories because uh, they play both both ends of the ice. Um, Kale McCarr, man, uh, watching him defend uh, Connor McDavid is is a sight to see. Because these guys are, yeah, that's what they're it's going about. a million. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're they're going a million miles an hour, and he's going a million miles an hour backwards, backwards, and you know, taking the puck away and leading a rush the other way. That that right. that's defense, and that was right. super impressive. That series, it was just it was not even fair. <laughs> yeah. So um, between Kale McCarr, I think he had a better season than Adam Fox did. Uh, Adam Fox, I think, had another. Uh, another another great season, not as good as last year, but I think he had another great season. I think that he's definitely a top defenseman in this league, um, a guy who can he, he can he can definitely be a game changer. But um, I think I think Kale McCarr takes this one, man. I, I think he should take this one, but I think the league may give it to Eric Carlson. Yeah, if the league gives it to Carlson. With a minus like that, I, I don't care if you're on a bad team. You still have to play defense. So right. uh, I am actually, if I'm handing the award out, I'm giving it to Adam Fox. And I hate the New York Rangers, and I hate New York, period. But this guy's a plus 28. He's responsible in his own zone. He had 60 yep. assists. That's freaking incredible. And 12 goals. 72 right. points. If if I'm in charge of this award, Adam Fox is the guy getting the trophy. Kale McCarr is the runner-up. Just because they're they're more responsible in their own zone. Eric Carlson, I watched him play the Hawks twice. He turned the puck over twice, leading to goals. And I think it, it was actually that Dickinson that we got from uh, yeah. and, and uh, Sam Lafferty. They both made unbelievable yeah. four checks on him, forcing him to turn the puck over, and the Hawks scored back to back goals. <laughs> so I was like, he was he was on the ice for yeah. every every goal like, that came. On, I, I remember checking. Yeah, for sure he can make passes, good outlet passes. He's he's a puck possession defenseman, which you know he he's gonna take. He, you know he's gonna skate it up himself. He's gonna turn around and look for a guy coming in, and then he gets lost, man. And he does he's not fast enough to recover, so. Right. Yes, I know I not, hate not for this guy, but it's just this Norris Trophy. I I hate it. I think you can keep it, keep it the Norris Trophy. <laughs> it's about the highest scoring defenseman. That's all it is. It's not the best all around defenseman. That award should be created, and it should be called the Nick Lindstrom Award. The guy who can do yeah. it all. That's that's what a defenseman's about, and I think Adam Fox would win that one. Eric Carlson can have his Norris Trophy. Because he got more points, because that's what it's about. Vesna Trophy, Connor Hallenbuck from the Winnipeg Jets, Eli Sorokin from the New York Islanders, and Linus Allmark from Boston. Now, I'm 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 very weary about Boston because these guys played on a team that was just from top to bottom, you know, better than everybody else. So, uh, the the team in front of Linus Allmark was a hell of a lot better than Sorokin and, and Hellebuck. Now, Sorokin, on the other hand, man, I would probably say played on the worst team out of all of them, and I think that he was more impressive than than all three. Uh, Hellebuck, I think that he had a, he had a, a great 
a, a great season, but um, I think Sorokin takes it, man. Well, if it's picking like the Hart Trophy, like if you took a goalie away from a team, yeah, I think you're right. Sorokin is probably on the worst team, and they if they didn't have him, they'd be an AHL team probably. But yeah, looking at Allmark's numbers, man, he had 40 wins, six losses, yep. and a 1.89 goals against. That's incredible. And yeah, I, but that's also that's also a a byproduct of the team that he's on. True. Though. Yeah, but I mean, he was still credited with those wins and those numbers. He had 49 sure. starts, and he won 40 of them. That's right. that's incredible. And I've Always been a huge Connor Hellebuck fan. He was 37 and 25. He had 64 starts. And I don't even know who the backup goalie is for the Jets. That's how important this guy is. I'm surprised he doesn't play 75 games. But he had a 2.49, which is pretty solid. Pretty solid. And going to uh, Ilya Sorokin, his numbers 31 and 22 with a 2.34 in 62 games played. So I mean the the three goalies that should be for the are up for the Norse, that's that's the right guys. I don't want to hear about Shesterkin. I'm so tired of hearing about him being the best goalie in the world because he's not. The best goalie in the world isn't even on this list when it's Vasilevsky still. The dude's just dead tired. I mean, he's been in three finals. Yeah. The guy needs a break. This guy the the minute they got eliminated, I, I forget who they got eliminated by. Was it Carolina? I think so. He's probably going to rest himself, and he's going to come back next year and probably win the Vezina Trophy. But this year, we got to pick one. I, I, I know I agree with you with Boston being a more complete team, but forty wins, man, and forty nine starts. It's impressive. It, it's 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 unbelievable. With a one point eight nine, that's that's still him doing his job. <laughs> so I got to give it. Sure. I got to give him the edge. All right. Ted Lindsay Award given annually to the most outstanding player in the NHL as voted by fellow members of the NHL Players Association. Eric Carlson, Jeez. Connor McDavid, or Pasta. I think this goes to McDavid. Yeah, everybody everybody in the league thinks he's incredible. They always rave about him. I don't hear anything bad said about him either, so I'm going to agree with you on this one. Calder Trophy given to the best rookie, Matty Beneers from Seattle. Owen Power from Buffalo or Stuart Skinner from Edmonton. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go with Matty Beniers, man. Um, I think that he he just stormed onto the scene there in Seattle, and he became a big part of um of of a team that that turned it around in their second year in existence and became a, a playoff team. Um, I think that there's more to come from Owen Power and Stuart Skinner. It was I think that he was a, a great player, but I don't think that he really has the backing to win. Yeah, I, I'm looking at Stuart Skinner's numbers right now. Uh, 50, game, 50 starts, uh, 29 wins, 14 losses. That's pretty good for a rookie goaltender. Usually it takes a while for, yeah. you know, like Crawford took a while to get going. and Yeah, but he's on a team that with McDavid and Dreisaitl. I mean, you're going to, sometimes you can let up six and, Connor and Leon will find a way to get seven, <laughs> you know? So yeah. I'm going to go with you, Matty Beneers. Uh, that that whole Seattle run season they had this year, super impressive. I think they eliminated yeah. the champs in the first round, too. 
Uh, yeah, so they did. 57 points did. in 80 games played as a rookie. Uh, I believe he's only 20 years old. That's that's impressive. I'm going to give him the Calder. Jack Adams to the best Ooh. coach. Dave H- Haxtell, Seattle Kraken, Jim Montgomery of the Boston Bruins, Lindy Ruff, the New Jersey Devils. Um, I'm going to have to give it to Lindy Ruff, man. The Devils were awful. They were a very, very bad team. And um, Jack Hughes turned into a 40-goal scorer this year. And um, they knocked out the Rangers in the first round. And, um, you know, they, they, they essentially turned into what they were supposed to be. So, uh, but at the same time, man, Dave Haxtell with, uh, with Seattle, yep. he really... He really made this team from top to bottom a good team. Uh, I believe in that first round, they had 14 different goal scorers. They had everybody contributing from top to bottom. And, um, and it, was a, it, was, it was a group win. Uh, it's hard to, um, I think that it's kind of hard for me to choose, but I think Lindy Ruff's going to win this one. I think Lindy Ruff deserves it, but I think like my Vesna story, my Vesna take, I think what did the the Bruins have seventy something wins? I think they're mm-hmm. just going to give it to Montgomery because of the wins. But if it carries into the playoffs, I mean, what happened? You know, even Seattle and Jersey did better. So David yeah. Haxtell, I mean, damn, super impressive. Last to you know knocking the champs out in the first round. Man, right. goal scorers. You got young Matty Beneers coming up too. He's in good hands. Uh, I, I'm going to agree with you. I think Lindy Ruff deserves it, but I I have a feeling Montgomery is going to get it just because of the wins mm. they had in the season. Right. All right. Selkie Trophy. Patrice Bergeron, Nico Heischer, or Mitch Marner? Favorite favorite trophy, man. Favorite trophy. This is, the, the, this is given annually to the Ford that best excels at the defensive aspects of the game. Um, I'm going to have to give it to Bergeron, man. I think that Bergeron has, even in his final season, was uh, was a force to be reckoned with on the defensive side of the puck, and he and he contributed on the offside uh, on on the offense as well. Uh, I think runner up is Nico Heischer, and I'm not sure what Mitch Marner is doing on the list. Me neither, man. I I when I was you know reading, I I actually went to um I went to the plus minus stats, and I if you look at your text, I sent it to you. I see guys up there that are plus 49. I see Joe Pavelski, 82 games played, 28 goals, 49 assists, 77 points, plus 42. I mean, wow. That he's above Patrice Bergeron. And so is Jason Robertson, plus 37. I'm not sure what they're looking for in this, but I mean, that's solid two ways, if I'm not mistaken, correct? I mean, Right. Yeah. Even David Pasternak, plus thirty four. Yeah, he scored a million goals, and he's he's still good in his own zone. Austin Matthews was a plus thirty one. I don't even see Mitch Marner on this top ten. Do you? I, I no. I, I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know who came up with that. That uh, who how they vote on that, but ju- it actually the professional writers. Okay, the professional writers, hockey people, huh? Not sure what they were watching, but I mean, maybe they weren't watching Dallas hockey because there's some really good players down there 
that are big names that had better plus minuses and stuff. But uh, yeah. I guess out of this list, I, I got to go with Bergeron too, just because I, the dude just, he cares more in his own zone. I think he would, you know, block a shot or win a big faceoff than, you know, get a point just to keep that puck out of his own net. And if it, I, do you think it's his final season or do you think he's hungry uh, for more yeah, and I think it not want to end like they did? I think that this is it. Okay, because he is 37. And, you know, he's usually these Selkie guys, you know, they play a little bit longer in their careers. So I think he's going to surprise everybody and come back for one more year and say, hey, we can't end it like that. <laughs> Especially the Florida. I don't know. Giving man. up a, th- uh, what were they up? 3 3 1. Yeah. And Florida just kind of came back and stunned them. So, yeah, that, they that did. was bad. Lady Bing, given annually to the player voted best to, to combine sportsmanship, gentlemanly conduct, and ability as voted by the Players Hockey Writers Association. Jack Hughes, Antti Kopitar, or Braden Point? Uh, I think this might go to Kopi, man. Uh, Kopitar. But Jack Hughes, you know, I mean, just because he's gentlemanly, is, you know, does, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't seem to mix it up with a lot of guys. I think that's purely because of his size. Um, and the same thing with, uh, you know, with, with, with point, he doesn't seem to go in and start cross-checking guys. You know what I mean? Playoffs, he was a little feisty. I noticed he was getting feisty. I I think like Kopitar though, he is just well-respected. Look, he's another guy like who's won Selkies. He's just well-respected and he knows I'm not going to spend too much time in the box because I'm too important to be in the box type of guy. So I'm going to go with Kopitar too. I'm a big fan of him. Next, we got the Jim Gregory General Manager of the Year Award. Presented annually since 2009 to uh, to 2010 to the general manager who best excelled at his role during the regular season. Jim Nill for Dallas, Don Sweeney from Boston, or Bill Zito for the Panthers. Bill Zito. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, we don't even have to talk about Boston. We know what happened. Dallas had a good run. Uh, give that guy credit. They they're not like a sexy team that's really picked to make a lot of noise, but they still find them their way in in getting up there. I I think Nill's a good runner up, but yeah, Bill Zito with just that one trade alone put his team on the map. Uh with the Kachuk trade. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with Bill Zito. All right. And we've got the King Clancy Memorial trophy given annually to the player who best exemplifies leadership qualities on and off the ice and has made a noteworthy humanitarian contribution to, in his community, Mikhail Backlund, Anders Lee or Darnell nurse. Now I've heard a lot about Darnell nurse doing a lot of, um, a, a lot of contributions on the outside of, of hockey in Edmonton. So um, to be honest with you, I want to tip my hat to all three of these guys uh, for what they do. Uh, but I'm going to go with Darnell Nurse. I'm going to go with you because I always see stories about him and his sister. She's a big hockey player in Hockey Canada. Um, I'm right. going to go with Darnell Nurse too. What's her name? I forget, but Connor McDavid always raves Sarah about Nurse? Sarah. Yeah, you're right. Sarah Nurse. He always okay. raves about her like she's phenomenal, and he's always doesn't she? Uh, she was on the cover of an NHL yes, twenty three, yes. wasn't she? And she seems like a really well rounded person, very nice, respectable, and just good role model for young young hockey girls. So I'm gonna right, go with the nurse, right. D- Darnell Nurse, because I think uh, like I like you said, I always see stories about him 
give him back. And we've got the Bill Masterton Memorial Trophy given annually to the NHL player voted to best exemplify the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey as voted by members of the Professional Hockey's Writer Association. Clayton Keller from Arizona, Chris Kletang from Pittsburgh, Alex Stalock from the Blackhawks. Now, Stalock, I think, had an excellent um, I think he had an excellent uh, year uh, for the Blackhawks, considering yeah. the team he was playing on. But Chris Letang has had health issue after health issue after health issue. I think he's, ha- yeah, he's stroke. For having blood, yeah. yeah, stroke. He had blood clots at one point, I believe, and his ability to come back from all of this uh, is is really really impressive. I'm gonna have to give it to Letang. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, going through a stroke and end up coming back. I think he had like a small hole in his heart. I wanted to say. I think I read something. That's crazy. But you know what? Uh, I'm a goalie guy, and I know Alex Daylock's been. He battled. Uh, I think he had like a long COVID, and uh, he he feared he would never play again. And you know what? When he signed with the Hawks, I was like, oh my god, like what are we doing? We want to suck. But every time he started. <laughs> This guy was competing, man. Early in the season, you know, he was making that save where you're like, what? this guy has no business making a save like that. And, the, and then you see his speeches in the locker room, like all the guys rallied around him. And, you know, it's good to see, like, after, you know, you fight that adversity two years, I, I think actually the one year he couldn't, I don't think he could play. His lungs were so bad. But I, I'm going to go with the goalie guy, Blackhawk, uh, Alex Daylock. And lastly, the Mark Messier NHL Leadership Award. Now, they didn't give any finalists, um, have, no finalists have been announced, but the winner will be unveiled at the NHL Matthew Award. Kuchuk. So <laughs> that, That's, that's yeah, it. Maybe, man. That's that, you only need to put his name. That's it. Yeah, that's it, man. I mean, he's he practically willed his team uh, single-handedly. Yeah, you don't so. need a letter. You don't need a C. You don't need an A to win this award. But I, I think he's an A on the team. But for sure, uh, yeah, he is. I'm going Matthew Kachuk for that. You don't even need to talk about it because he deserves it. Well, everyone, check us out on Twitter. Let us know what you think, who's going to win. Uh, very interested to hear. You know, the the awards can be, you know, pretty cool to watch sometimes to see who gets nominated and who actually wins. So let us know what you think. The draft is this week. Uh, let us know what number you think Bedard is going to wear. You know, we're interested. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. This is the Tomahawk, and we're out of here.